0: Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, spring is busting out all over, including in the digital world. The number of items deserving discussion from just the past month is way too many for today's program. So, after lengthy planning and discussion sessions at the Electronic Cottage, we decided to focus on just three substantial new reports that have been published in the past month. While journalism in this country continues to experience huge challenges, and while traditional sources of news and investigative information are often forced to cut back their work and coverage because of shrinking economic resources, a spate of other resources are stepping up to help fill the gap. Some are little known to the general public. Some are familiar names doing perhaps unfamiliar things, and some are based at universities where they both provide educational experiences for students and public service for the rest of us. Let's look at a recent report from each type of organization. The Intercept is a nonprofit news organization that's been around for quite a few years now and has been credited with breaking a number of important investigative stories. Listeners to Democracy Now! here on WERU may well recognize some of the names associated with the Intercept. This past month saw another breaking report from that group, this one on a special online focused team in the Chicago Police Department known as the SOMEX Team, founded by that department in 2019. SOMEX stands for, quote, Social Media Exploitation. End quote. The group's mission was discovered through over 800 pages of emails and other documents accessed by The Intercept using Freedom of Access public records law requests. Quote, these show that the team's officers were given broad leeway to investigate people across platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, using fake social media accounts furnished by the FBI in violation of some platforms' policies, End quote. That last sentence might be a bit troubling to some listeners. Not only are Chicago police officers interacting with people online using fake identities, those identities and backup documentation for the identities, including artificial intelligence-generated photos of people who don't really exist, are being provided by the FBI. Like anyone who starts a social media account, these officers fill in a form with a name and address and a confirmation that the info they have provided is accurate, and that if they do otherwise, that is a breach of the social media site's terms of service, which technically is a contract. Facebook, for example, has previously found this type of activity occurring in both New Orleans and Memphis and asked the police departments there to cut it out. Doesn't seem to have had much effect, at least in Chicago. We'll provide a link to this report and its documentation as well as to the other reports we'll mention today on the page for today's program in the Public Affairs Archive at www.weru. Dot o-r-g. The Intercept is funded with private dollars, some large, some small. On its website, which is theintercept.com, the organization invites readers to become members and to become sources. Another report by a private organization, this one much more familiar to many people, also emerged within the past month. It's from the American Automobile Association, which most people refer to as AAA, you know, the folks you call if your car breaks down on a long trip. But AAA does a lot more things as well, as this report from May 2022 indicates. It's entitled, quote, Evaluation of Active Driving Assistance Systems, end quote. These systems are the precursors of what supposedly will become self-driving cars in the future. The Society of Automotive Engineers classifies self-driving autonomy into six classes, from level zero, almost no driver assistance, to level five, in which the car is completely responsible for driving. At present, the highest level that can be purchased in cars on the road today is level two, in which there is significant driver assistance, but in which the driver is ultimately responsible for the car's behavior on the road. Even if the car seems to be able to drive itself, it's the driver's responsibility to constantly monitor the car's movement and to grab the wheel if something seems to go amiss. Here are the questions that that study was trying to answer using 15 simulated test runs. One, how do vehicles equipped with ADA systems perform when encountering a possible collision with another vehicle? A slow lead vehicle moving in the lane ahead of the test vehicle, or B, oncoming vehicle within the travel lane of the test vehicle. And number two, how do vehicles equipped with ADA systems perform when encountering a possible collision with a cyclist? A, cyclist traveling in the lane ahead of the test vehicle, and B, cyclist crossing the travel lane of the test vehicle. Basically, if the car or a cyclist was in the lane ahead of the test vehicle, all was well. If an oncoming car in the driver's lane was involved, however, in the test, there were collisions in all 15 tests. If the oncoming vehicle was a cyclist, there were collisions five times out of 15. In other words, Don't count on letting your new car drive while you watch videos or file your nails just yet, and probably not for a good while yet. The third report we'll mention today, also from within the past month, is from the Georgetown Center on Privacy and Technology at Georgetown Law. The report's title itself is somewhat alarming. Quote, American Dragnet, Data-Driven Deportation in the 21st Century. Unfortunately, the really scary part of this report has little to do with deportation. It reports on the data-gathering activities of ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Service. When you think about government surveillance in the United States, you likely think of the National Security Agency or the FBI. You might even think of a powerful police agency, such as the New York Police Department. But unless you or someone you love has been targeted for deportation, you probably don't immediately think of Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE. This report argues that you should. Our two-year investigation, including hundreds of Freedom of Information Act requests and a comprehensive review of ICE's contracting and procurement records, reveals that ICE now operates as a domestic surveillance agency. End quote. Further on, the report indicates that among other things, quote, ICE has scanned the driver's license photos of one in three adults. ICE has access to the driver's license data of three in four adults. ICE tracks the movements of drivers in cities home to three in four adults, and ICE could locate three in four adults through their utility records, end quote. There is more, much more, to this report, and we recommend it to anyone who has any interest in their personal privacy or in the role of government in our society. The report makes a set of suggestions for Congress to act on to address some of the very troubling material in the report. We certainly won't be holding our breath for Congress to act. But we do think it's worthwhile to understand these recommendations and what they would mean for all of us if Congress ever did act. So we'll take a look at those suggestions right here on a future edition of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.